Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast. This sermon is from the life of the church. For more messages like this, please see our website www.venturechurch.co.za. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, church. Wow. As Francis has said, so much has been said and happening already. So it's almost like I don't really need to share anything. But uh, God has been saying things to me which has been said this morning. So I'm excited to share the word with you today because, as Maureen said, there is an open heaven here today. So who has an ear? Let him hear today. Amen. So uh, it's good to be back up here sharing the word with you again and for those who know those who don't know one of the reasons is because we sort of half moved to Clarence in the free state Um, I have the privilege of working one week in Clarence and then one week back here so uh, it's it's been good it's been really as I say it's been it's been a real privilege to do that but on the other hand it's been quite a challenge because you kind of find yourself in between places. A lot of movement, uh, tis and stasis, as they would say in Afrikaans. But uh, in spite of all that, um, it's great to be here. Um, if I could put it another way, possibly. Does anybody know what a soti is? A soti. So for those who don't know what a soti is, uh, I grew up in Rustenburg, and it was a predominantly Afrikaans area. And uh, the Afrikaans guys used to refer to us English guys as Sotis. So we would call them Dutchmen, and they would call us Sotis, and there was a good rapport going on. And their reasoning was that because you were English, you had one foot in England, and you had your other foot in South Africa, where you were. And your... Uh, How do I put this? Kenny, I'm not asking you because I know you want to say it. And your goodies, your stuff hanging in the sea. And you were called a Soti. That's how that came about. Now currently, I have one foot in the free state and one foot in Gauteng. And I think my guns are hanging in some millifield somewhere. So I know that I'm not a Soti, but I could be the Millie Man. I hope that doesn't stick. So so you get the idea. There's been a lot of movement and that's why we haven't been around. And on top of all of that, challenges with COVID, meetings, so many people, not so many people. um, We haven't been able to be here. But you know what, I'm glad that I'm here today, not as a guest speaker, but as a local. Because while I haven't been here with you, I've certainly been a part of you. And it is a great privilege. So I wanna thank the elders for allowing me the opportunity to share the message with you all this morning. Amen. And just by the way, this is actually the first time I've got to share the message with people wearing masks. That's really weird. So I need you to help me out this morning because if you like what I'm saying, just put up your hand, 
give us a nod, give us an amen. I don't know if Annie's in the house, no, pity. Okay, um, at least then I know that things are okay because I can't tell any other way. If I see though that you've taken your mask and you've pulled it up over your eyes and it looks like you're on an eight hour flight to Dubai, then I know you've checked out and I'm not gonna try and engage with you guys. Is that okay? Cool, all right, so we wanna get in this morning, but before I get into the word, I think it's appropriate that we honor our eldership this morning. Before we kick off, it's a new year, and I think it's important that we start off this way. So I would like the elders to stand for me, please. I wanna honor you guys and thank you guys for opening up this space, the pulpit for so many of us who have a desire to preach the word. Not many leaders are willing to share this space. And you'll notice I said leaders and not preachers. And that's because leaders allow people like myself, other people with a desire to preach the word to step up here and share the word. Ephesians 4, 11, 13 says this. It says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and becoming mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So good leadership is about creating opportunity to exercise the passions and the abilities in others so that there may be some stretching, there may be some growing, there may be a new level of maturity in the people. So ladies, when you guys look at those stretch marks from giving birth, from carrying a child, just know that that was God working inside of you. And I think every single one of us Christians should have the evidence, the stretch marks of God working in us. So I do hope and pray that this year, 2022, would be a year where we would all achieve that new level of maturity, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ because these elders have given us a space in order to do that. So Francis, Nadine, Mike Yulandi, Thank you for promoting the potential and the ability in every one of us who steps up to be used in the house of God. Whether it's preaching, whether it is leading, whether it is kids ministry, whatever capacity, thank you for allowing us to do so. So let's just honor them and give them a hand. Cool. So, 2022, ready to start things afresh. Okay, 16 days in, but good enough. Declaring those resolutions, or should I say revolutions. You know, when you say it, there's kind of this conflict that goes on inside of you. Your mouth making, uh, making promises your body can't keep. That's really what it comes down to. Um, promises to start something good or maybe 
end something bad. For the religious folk of us here, maybe it's to read our Bibles more. Maybe pray more. Get out to the nations more. Get more involved in the church. And that is good. For the not so religious, and Kenny, it's to play more golf. Eat healthy. Go to gym. Start a language program. Do something. And that is also good. We have the great privilege of doing business with God, both in here as well as outside here. When we meet in here as a body, as well as when we go out onto the golf course, we do business with God, not just in here. I was sent this by my father-in-law, funnily enough. He sent me this, uh, this quote, and he says, it is better to sit in the pub and think about God than it is to sit in church and think about beer. <laughs> and I thought that was so awesome. Yeah? Exactly. You know, God called my name when I sat in a pub and not in a pew. Let's not become too religious thinking that this is the only place where God operates within these walls. Now please, I'm not saying go and sit in the pub and think about God or don't come to church. What I'm saying is God wants to operate in every level, whether here or out there. So let's always just be mindful of God. So whatever you've decided to achieve this year, good or bad, religious or not, is it for you or is it beyond you? What I'm saying is, is how and where are your plans going to fit in with the plans of God this year? Because it may be a new year, it may be new resolutions, but you know what? It's still the same God we serve. And guess what? His mission, his mandate, his plan, his purpose for you and I is still the same in 2022. It's to know him and make him known. It's to make disciples of all nations, to go into all the world and preach the news, the good news. It's still to be a witness for him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. Nothing has changed for this year. How we do it might change, but it's still the same. So how that might show itself this year will come down to how you choose to get through this year. So I've titled my message this morning, 2022, a year to thrive or just survive? A year to thrive or just survive? Now I'm not sure about you, but if you ask most people, how was their year last year? A lot will say, well, we got through, it was okay. But most will say, well, we survived, we survived. And if they've got that slide, Paris Hilton had this to say. It's been a hard year for all of us. The truth is, <laughs> it was a tough year for more than most. 
The truth is 2021 was a challenge on some level or another, whether it was financially, emotionally, physically, whateverly, it was a tough year. And we can all say we ticked off one of those boxes. And for many of us, more than one of those boxes. Maybe you got COVID and you faced a physical challenge, your body aching and sore, your chest. I've heard about the guys struggling with their chest, headaches. Maybe you faced that physical challenge. Maybe you struggled emotionally because of lockdown or isolation because you couldn't get out to see family and friends because you're a bit of a social bunny. Maybe you struggle financially. Less work, less pay, so tougher to make ends meet. All real and relevant. And while I do not make light of those, I do believe there can be some good lurking in the depths of that bad. Because I think there's a plus for every minus, so do balance the books a little bit. Maybe that isolation you were in allowed you to sit and read your Bible more. Not being drawn away with the usual distractions, kids, cooking, cleaning, whatever it might be. I'm just saying. Maybe you had a great financial year, but you struggled emotionally or spiritually. I'll be honest, that was where we were, well, where I was last year. We had a great financial year and I thank Jesus for that. It's been amazing. But you know what? I struggled spiritually. I struggled to get into the word. I struggled to read my Bible. I didn't make much effort to get into the nations, even though there were restrictions. I was making money, but I really was empty inside. Now, do I hope that we all get COVID so that we can read our Bibles more? <laughs> Absolutely not. Let me make that clear. Do I hope we have a tough financial year so that we can all grow spiritually? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I hope we get to read our Bibles more, pray more, go into the nations more, be more involved with or without COVID. I'm not promoting this yin and yang lifestyle, this, this good and bad thing. Like, yeah, man, you need some balance kind of thing. No, I'm not promoting that. I'm just saying that good things can be found in the challenging situations we find ourselves. James 1, verse 2, we know it well. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that, they, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, I don't think getting COVID, losing your job, or even losing a loved one can be considered pure joy. Let's be honest. But the scripture says that we need to look beyond that because I think when we look at those situations, we tend to look at uh, emotionally as the event itself. Paul says, look beyond that event because there's a process at work. As, pain, as painful as it may be, it leads us to a place of maturity, completing us so that we lack nothing. So whether good or bad, God is always at work inside of us. And just so you know, it's for the good that he works inside of us. It's for the good. 
Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. So I'll ask you, do you love God? Yes. Do you have a calling? Do you think you're called to something of God? We can all say we are. We are all called to some purpose of God. So then his word says that if you love him and you are called, he will in all things, COVID, trials, tribulations, whatever it may be, he will work for your good. Your good. So in spite of all the challenges of last year, limping into 2022, a little battered, a little bruised, you know what? We bring with us a sense of resolve. We bring with us something that is stronger and more resilient and we are ready to take on this year, 2022. I don't know about you, I'm excited for 2022. No matter what lies ahead, because we have these assurances. So, do you choose to thrive this year or are you just gonna survive? For those of you who choose to survive this year, this is what's in store for you. This is what you can expect. Number one, to survive is just to get through. It's just to get through. I'll be honest, if I'm going in for brain surgery, I hope my surgeon was top of his class and not the guy who just got through his finals. Seriously. I hope my urologist doing my vasectomy doesn't cut something off rather than tie something up because he just got through his specialization. <laughs> just getting through is not good enough. Just getting through promotes laziness, it limits our opportunities, and it suffocates our abilities. Don't settle to just get through. Go above and beyond. If you choose to survive this year, then be prepared to just have enough. Just have enough. Why settle for just enough when you can have abundantly more that God has for you? abundantly more John 3 16 we know it for God so loved the world that he gave his only son he gave his only son he didn't send an angel he didn't send the best oak in heaven he sent his very best and he sent his very all we know that Jesus is enough in fact he is so much more than enough so whatever you do, let your light reflect. Your life, sorry, your life reflect and give your very best and your very all. Certainly not just enough. And that's because we represent the king. To survive is to be content with the status quo. Am I going ahead of myself? Are we on the right slide? Status quo. Accepting our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's our life. I don't think so. God has not equipped 
and enabled each and every one of us by the Holy Spirit to accept the status quo of this sinful world, to do nothing about it. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He came to do the will of the Father. He came to be the light of the world, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom, to destroy the works of the devil and give us an abundant life. That's what he came for. All this, you and I, we too are called to. Accepting the status quo was never God's intention for his people. Certainly us who are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. Surviving means embracing mediocrity. You touched on mediocrity, uh, mediocrity last week, Francis. And mediocrity will do this. It'll rob God of the potential he has put in you and it'll rob God of the opportunity given to you to be mediocre. The potential in you and what he has given you. To survive and make me mediocrity your goal results in us robbing God of doing great things in and through you. And because we do that, God does not get the glory that he deserves. We were made for greatness. And how sadly, how quickly we forget that we have the blood of royalty flowing through our veins. We are clothed in majesty, equipped, anointed, and enabled by the Holy Spirit to push back the forces of darkness and establish his authority here. We forget that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We are more than conquerors. So how can we just live surviving, being mediocre, when Christ in you the hope of glory? Yeah? Nothing can be more disappointing to God than seeing his children living a life of mere survival. Never using the potential, the capacity, the ability, and the opportunity given to us. So I don't know how that sounds to you. I don't know. Kenny, Francis, Lance, Andrew, how does that sound to you? To finish up or be content by finishing up this year by just having had enough, by just getting through, accepting things for what they are, the status quo, not phased if they never change. Happy to say that 2022 was mediocre at best. And never mind if that's just for you. All that for the kingdom, for king and kingdom? I don't think so. My God, he's a God of more. He's a God of abundance and his plan for us has never changed. It's never been to survive. It has always been to thrive. What does it mean to thrive? Wow. To thrive is to flourish. It's to prosper, it's to grow, it's to bloom, it's to advance, expand, excel. Use whichever one you want. And in 3 John 1, 2 it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things 
and be in health just as your soul prospers. God desires us to live prosperous lives, blessed lives, not lives of just mere existence or just getting through. His desire is for us to thrive and to flourish, to prosper and to be successful. So where does God want us to be successful? I think God would want us to be successful in our businesses, in our workplaces, in our relationships, in our marriages. Wherever you find yourself, God wants you to flourish. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, and we know it well. He says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God says, I've got a plan for you. It's to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. That doesn't sound like a life of mere survival, of just getting through. This sounds to me like a life of plenty, of abundance, of favor and of promise, of things to come, yes, but also of things to enjoy now, a life to thrive. In John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and life to the full, some translations more abundantly. You see, the devil's plan for you and I is to steal, kill, and destroy. To steal your joy, to kill your passion, and to destroy your testimony. The devil will do anything to break you, to make you doubt and render you useless for the things of the kingdom. But God says, I want the fullness for you. I want, I want the abundance for you. And that fullness and abundance is found in a life that thrives for God. Now, before you have visions of fancy cars and big houses and, and all those kinds of lacquer things, playing golf every day, uh, Jesus had another idea when he wanted us to thrive and to live in abundance. And while it's nice to have all those things, um, these things are only temporary. They're only temporary and they do not satisfy beyond a certain time. Our God is eternal. Our destination is eternal. So it would make sense that we start investing in eternal things. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. It's king and kingdom first, then everything will come into place. Solomon had all the material blessings a man could want. He had everything. Wives, harems, camels, wealthy. But you know what? He said it in Ecclesiastes, it was all meaningless, meaningless. So of course we need the cars and we need the houses and we need those things. But what Solomon was getting at was in comparison to the things of the kingdom, that means nothing. You can have it, but it's not gonna be when you serve the kingdom. It won't be the same. A life that thrives is one where we set our minds on things above and not on earthly things. I love meat, I'll eat meat wherever I get a chance. 
But 2022, I think is a time for us to start eating some fruit. Some fruit. And by that I mean if you want to live a life that, fr- that thrives this year, then we need to start feasting on the fruit of the Spirit. To enjoy exceedingly more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. To have more joy in a time where it's not so joyful. To show kindness when things, you're a bit on edge. This is where God wants us to thrive, in these areas, in the fruit of the Spirit that we have been given. That we may love more as Jesus loved us. If you want to thrive this year, then we need to exercise and start using the gifts that God has given us in Romans 12, 6 to 8, which we know as the motivational gifts. Maureen has mentioned it and I've spoken to Francis about it and this is a year where we want to start seeing the gifts flow in this body. This is the year to start seeing that abundance come through. And that is when our lives are gonna start thriving for the kingdom, when we start operating in these areas. So the gifts, who would like to prophesy more this year? Yes. How about you just thrive more in teaching more, in in, in serving more, in encouraging people, in leadership, in giving or in mercy? You look at those lists of areas where you think you would like to thrive in this year because God wants you thriving. Probably all of those, but pick one. If you wanna live a life that thrives this year, then we need to start exercising and using the gifts as given by God, the Holy Spirit. The manifestation gifts as we know them. We, we increase in wisdom and in knowledge, in healing, Who wants to heal people this year? I would love to have been a doctor. I think being a doctor is the most awesome thing. You can change people's lives. But God said, but you were too dull for school. But you know what? I can can anoint your hands to heal people. And I don't have to go sit for seven years and study. So who wants to heal people this year? To see miracles. We want to see miracles this year. Speak in tongues, discern those tongues, interpret those tongues, whatever it is. Those gifts, thrive in those gifts today. This year, make it, your, make it your, your, your passion to go and do that. And then we will thrive when we take up our roles in the ministry gifts. The Ephesians 4, fivefold ministry. To operate with excellence. If you're an apostle, as an apostle, as a prophet or an evangelist, or a pastor or a teacher. Step into that role, into that office, and thrive for the kingdom. We can only live a life that thrives when we increase in these things, in these areas, where we continually are growing, being stretched, learning and being matured in the things of the kingdom. It's a life transformed as we become new creations. With our minds renewed and refocused on Jesus. And I'm reminded of when Peter walks 
on the water in Matthew 14. And in that instant, that dull boat ride turns into an adventure of a lifetime. He focuses on Jesus. He gets up, he gets out the boat. He walks on the water. He experiences the miracle. His faith swells that day. And yes, he takes his eyes off and then he starts to sink. But man, he may have sunk that day, but did he not fly? Did he not fly? For us who wants a life that thrives this year, we can relate. Because when Jesus called Peter to come forth, he did so without hesitation. So your challenge this year, has God called you to something and you're still sitting in that boat making up your mind whether to get out or not. Missing out on what God has got for you to thrive in this year. Still sitting in the boat deciding, should I get out? Peter leaves the comfort of that boat. Are you prepared to sacrifice some comforts to thrive in the things of God's kingdom this year? Because you may have to give up a few things to thrive in that area. Peter gets out the boat and he experiences this miracle. He walks on the water. Are you ready to walk on water and experience the supernatural this year? You see, you can, you can sit in the boat and survive this year or you can choose to get out, walk on the water with Jesus and thrive. It's up to you. I'm gonna finish up now. So which do you think God wants for you this year? To just get through or to clop it? Kick butt and take names. Do you think God's plan is for you to accept the minimum or thrive in his abundance? I really believe that 2022 is gonna be a year of not just enough, not just to get through, not just to survive. No, this is a year of thriving. To take back what the locusts have eaten. To stand strong and be bold. To believe God for more. Step out that boat and experience the supernatural. And finish this year strong. Advance and don't fall back. So that'll mean that there's gonna be some growing, there's gonna be some stretching ahead. There's going to be some evidence of a new level of maturity as God goes to work in and through us this year. If you choose to thrive and not just survive. So God wants us to live this life of abundance. And as I said, not of houses or cars, but the things of his kingdom. To thrive in his authority, to feast on those fruits and to operate in those gifts that he has given us. And all for one purpose, and that is to fulfill the mission and the mandate, the purposes of glorifying his name in all the nations. That's why we do it. Not for us, for Jesus, to glorify God's name. We know this scripture well, Isaiah 61. We know it well, foundational. And I wanna read it because it speaks 
of the year of the Lord's favor. And I'm telling you, this is the year of the Lord's favor. And Isaiah 61 says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Man, that just wraps everything up. This is a life that thrives for God. To see this as the year of God's favor, where we grow and stretch and mature. May this be the God of the year of God's favor as we choose to thrive and not just survive. Amen? I wonder if we can just all stand, please. Can we close our eyes and just do some business with God? To thrive for God is to firstly know who God is. So I wanna extend an invitation out there to, to you who are here and if you're online, um, if you have not made the Lord Jesus Christ your savior, if you wanna get to know who this is so that your life can start to thrive, if that's you here today, would you just raise your hand, all eyes closed, this is just between you and God. If you're at home, you're welcome to just go down on one knee in your living room, wherever you find yourself. You see, 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says this, it says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. If that is you, you may just wanna pray this little prayer for yourself, wherever you find yourself. Father, I come to you this morning and I just acknowledge my sinfulness and I ask for your forgiveness, Father. Father, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ, your son, came to die for my sins on the cross and that you raised him from the dead again. Father, I confess you as Jesus Christ, Lord of my life. Would you come into my life? Would you do a new thing inside of me? Would you come and fill me with your spirit that I may walk out this life that you have ordained for me all my days? Thank you for your favor. Thank you for the salvation that you offer. I receive that now in Jesus' name. And then for us who have known the Lord for quite a while, but somehow you feel like you've, you've stalled somehow. You, uh, you, you, you're just surviving. You're not thriving where you're at. I wanna pray for you guys. Would you lift your hands if that's you? Do you wanna receive that?
Do you want to thrive more this year for the things of God? So if you just want to lift your hands, I want to pray for you. Father, I want to, I want to ask that you bless each and every single person here who needs to thrive this year, Father, who feels like they've just stalled and they're not, they're just getting through. Lord, would you bless them with your abundance that you have available to them, Father. Father, I thank you that you've ordained that we all walk in this authority to operate in your gifts, that we may feast on those, that fruit that you've given us, Father. Lord, I pray for opportunities for each and every single person to open up for them where they can step into that place, where they can grow and thrive and be positioned for the purposes of your kingdom. Father, I thank you that you have destined more than just enough for us, Father, because you are a God of abundance. So Father, would you come and meet with these people, each and every single one of them, equip, anoint, and enable them to operate and thrive for the glory of your kingdom. Father, we ask and pray that in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that it was a blessing to you. If you want to connect with us further, log on to our website, venturechurch.co.za or connect with us on our various social pages, Instagram and Facebook.